Hey guys, producer Declan Goff here. If you're a fan of what you're hearing on this episode of the Score North Twin Show, be sure to check out Score North Live from noon to 2 p.m. with host Rami Makloff. Find it on 1500AMScorenorth.com or on the Score North mobile app. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. It's fair. It's fair to say they're a better team in September and October with Kent and Maeda. Yeah, this is about winning a postseason series for the Twins. I mean, I think we would all agree that they are the well, class I think of the he AL becomes, Central. He's better as a swing guy than he is a star. He's, he's the such a great weapon in the postseason, as the Dodgers know as well as anybody. And I, I would bet you dollars to donuts that as much great as now, the Dodgers right? are thrilled to have Price and Betts, there are guys like Clayton Kershaw on that staff who really miss and valued Kenta Maeda. He didn't get as much credit as he deserved the last few years. You said great analogy to dollars to yeah, donuts? I love that. Those are my two favorite things, dollars and donuts. What's wrong with that? <laughs> like, you disagree. That might be the most cliched analogy of all I time. I love dollars to donuts. I would bet dollars to donuts. That's something my parents use. I mean, I would bet dollars to donuts on just about anything because yeah. donuts hold just about as much value as dollars in my world. That's, so that's fine with not, me. That's not that great of an analogy. So they're not a dime a dozen is what you're but that's just, it. Yeah. But that's exactly what I'm. Well, that's the exactly the opposite of what I'm saying. I don't think this puts you in any better position than you were in yesterday to beat the Yankees in a playoff series. I was already pretty sure you were getting to October. I wanted them to trade prospects, but if you were going to trade any of your top ranked prospects, it should have been to get somebody who puts you over the top in terms of giving you a real chance to beat the Yankees in October. Yeah, but you just shot one of your bullets. Okay, but you've got more. It's not like your farm system's depleted completely. Now, you traded a guy who you're projecting probably is going to have arm problems soon, too. The Twins I mean, are operating. When, the, when did we look, start doing this? When did we start trading guys? When, when we who put cam- hundred miles when per we put hour cameras, because we're concerned that their arms are going to fall off. When we put cameras in stadiums where fans don't know where those cameras Every are, pitcher's so arm they can falls off. so they can look at the skeletal frame of said player and determine what they think is going to happen to that player in three years. That's when we started with this. This whole thing is based on the Twins thinking that they're smarter than the Red Sox. Say that again. This whole thing is based on the Twins believing that Bruce Dargratterall is probably going to have arm problems, okay? Which got him moved from starter, who could throw 100, to the bullpen. And now, I think, after the shoulder impingement, they quietly decided that they think he is going to have more arm problems. And so he was still, while, while he was still deemed as a top prospect before, because if he has another shoulder problem in 2020, guess what? Then people get really cautious. They moved him. Yeah, I'm sorry. It it doesn't. I think we just disagree, but I, I I get your point. So I think we just fundamentally disagree on on if this is the correct or smart move. Did this put the did did this make you feel a whole lot better about a series with the Yankees? It makes me feel better. Yes, about a series with the Yankees. Yes, because because it makes he, me feel better about the regular season. But I was already feeling pretty good about that. All right, but go go back to what I said. What if they go out now and trade another top five prospect for a starting pitcher in July? Maeda goes to the bullpen where we know with the Dodgers he had postseason success. So that so that part of his resume is there. Doesn't that make you feel better? A little bit. I mean, remember what they brought out of the bullpen last uh, fall against the Yankees? 
Didn't make you feel very good, did it? Well, no, because Rocco Baldelli was inexplicably not going to his best arms out of the bullpen in crunch time. Well, and I'm hoping now, though, that the bullpen's going to go into the playoffs, assuming that they make it. And that's an assumption, by the way. I'm not, I shouldn't say that. If they make, I'll say this. If they make the playoffs, I think in their mind, their bullpen's going to be a whole heck of a lot stronger, top to bottom, for a playoff series. Here's a tweet from Chase2127. Says the fact is that Gratterall was not half the package for bets. A big part of that trade was David Price's contract coming off Boston's books. Gratterall is a boomer bust prospect. This deal is a risk, but one that is worth taking in my mind. Okay, so you have to take David Price too, who by the way, by the way, is one spot ahead of Kenta Maeda and just about the same age when you look at their pitcher rankings over the last, I think, since twenty sixteen. He's once there David Price is ranked fortieth. Kenta Maeda, 41st in the league as far as pitchers since 2016, and they're about the same age. So you're telling me the drawback in, in my plan is that you have to take David Price off their hands? Okay, fine. And, and, Do I have and, to pay him? And Mookie Betts, I'm sure the Red Sox are picking up some of that salary. They have to be. But Mookie Betts isn't the only big-time player who's on the trade block right now. Why not include Gradrell if you're really all in? If you're really all in on this season? Why not package Gratterall for, if not Mookie Betts, Francisco Lindor, Nolan Arenado, Don't you think they tried? Chris Bryant. Don't you think that, that they've tried to make calls on him and found out that a lot of teams are probably as leery as they are about the arm issues? I don't know necessarily that they have. My I don't get, know necessarily so that you, they so have. You, so you think that this was the only call that they made? Hey, we'll get in on this three-team deal. And by the way, we'll just now trade a guy like Gratterall. You really think that they didn't make some phone calls? And try and package Rosario and Gratterall. I think the Twins have probably been, given what they've done in the past three weeks, I think it's safe to say that the Twins were probably far more aggressive than we thought and, and were either snubbed by free agent top line pitchers who did not want to come here and in the case of some guys chose to pitch out east and or were told were by at- teams, Bruce Dar Gratterall is an injury concern and we're not going to give you as much as you think you're going to get. Did you see any rumors that they talked to Dallas Keiko? Were there any reports out there that but they I'm, talked to Dallas Keuchel? No, but I don't want to talk to Keuchel if I don't get Donaldson. And I'm telling you, if they sign Keuchel, they don't get Donaldson. And I'm telling you, if that's the case, then that's kind of a cheap mentality. Because Dallas They Keuchel, took the money that they were going to put towards a starting pitcher and were told no on, let's say, Bumgarner, Wheeler, and Ryu. They took that money and put it towards Donaldson. Yeah, I think you could have done both. I don't see okay. why you couldn't have done both. I'm not asking you to go get Steven Strasburg or Garrett Cole and Josh Donaldson, but Dallas Keuchel and Josh Donaldson, I think that's realistic and totally reasonable to ask for in a win-now season. And then save Gratterall to, guess what, make you even stronger I think at the trade deadline. What I'm saying is I think that you're overvaluing what teams are willing to give up for a guy who has arm problems. And I'm Gratterall telling you, he was just one of two players traded for Mookie Betts and David Price. Two prospects by a team des- were traded by those guys. Right, but by a team desperate, desperate to dump off those two players. Okay, I'm telling you right now, even though I know he's a free agent after the 2020 season, mm-hmm. if Gratterall and I forget the name of the prospect who also Verdugo. went to Verdugo. Verdugo from the Dodgers. If that gets you David Price and Mookie Betts, I would imagine Gratterall and Kirloff gets you Mookie Betts and David Price. Or Gratterall and Royce Lewis gets you Mookie Betts and David Price. Give me one year of Mookie Betts 
rather than three years of Kenta Maeda. And on top of that, after that, you can flip Rosario because you don't need him in the outfield anymore and maybe add more to your pitching. I want my starting... I want what I... The next move I want is a July or so trade for a starting pitcher. You can who, still who do can that. go above those guys. You can still do that. But they put themselves... I, I think we're we're debating here how they got there, but they put themselves in a position now to make moves that give them a very good chance in a playoff series. I don't think so. In a playoff series against who? Against the Yankees? Sure. No. They've got a chance. Why not? Because the same reason they didn't last year, Judd, you can't run anybody out there. Now, I've said this before. You're not going to match Garrett Cole in game one. Mm-hmm. But g- give me an advantage in one of the next two games and give me a wash in the in the third. Like let it's, let's say it's a pick'em. When you look at the pitching matchup right. in one of the games, give me an advantage and a pick'em right. in two of the top th- in two of the first three games of a playoff series. You don't have that. You still don't no, have that. But that's what I'm saying. That's what you've got the um, bullets in the chamber to fire in July to get that. Why not fire Gratterall to go and get that this offseason? T- no, no, no. July. I'm telling you flat out. I think that they shop Gratterall, and we're told by more than one team probably we have real concerns about this player. But and, obviously, and they're right to. Obviously, the Red Sox are willing to take them but off the, your hands. Right, but you're not. My point is, the Red Sox are desperate to make the trade okay. that they made. They were de- so make the trade and get Mookie Betts. Dumb- make the trade and plan the parade, Judd. Remember that. Make the trade. So is Mookie plan the parade? So, okay. Here's my question: Is Mookie Betts going to start Game One against the Yankees? No, but Mookie Betts is the type of impact player that makes me feel a little bit better about not having the advantage in a pitching matchup. Mookie Betts. But you can get heavy, best but you can get a number one still and and go in there and potentially but if you're match me, the if Yankees. You're telling me that after they traded, after they traded Gratterall, they still have the bullets to go and trade for an ace. Mm-hmm. Then if they traded get Gratterall to get Mookie Betts, that's still the case. That's still the case. You still have the bullets to this go and fire and get the ace later in the season. So you wanted to trade Gratterall and what for Betts and whatever? Price. Name your price. He's the second best player in baseball. Get him here, and then if you can keep him here past 2020, great. If not, you just gave yourself as good a chance as you can possibly give yourself to win a World Series this year because you went and got one of the two best players in baseball. I don't think Mookie Betts' addition to the lineup makes me more comfortable with the Yankees or against the Astros. The Twins had the best offense in baseball last year, and then the offense went silent in Game 3 and a little bit in 2, but Mookie Betts doesn't change that entire thing for me. He doesn't. He does. That's one guy in, in in every third inning coming up to the plate. I don't think that changes it for me. It changes a lot for me. The same thing I said about Josh Donaldson. Baseball, when you break it down to its simplest form, is about run production and run prevention. Josh Donaldson improved your run production and your run prevention because he's a better glove than what you had at third base. Mookie Betts is a gold glove outfielder. So you improved your run prevention and you got one of the best hitters in baseball on top of it. You add that to Josh Donaldson on top of what this lineup already was last year. I've gone through this complicated equation with Twins fans many a time starting at the beginning of last year. It's crazy, I know. Try and follow along. The more runs you score, the more runs you can give up and still win baseball games. I was all about improving their pitching, and they took a step towards doing that last night, so I can't be upset. I'm not upset. I wanted them to trade prospects. I'm not, and again, I'm not did. upset. I know I'm coming off upset. That's because I'm fighting but, I mean, you're talking about some, direction. But you're talking about something that, you're talking about a scenario that I don't think they were ever going to do. So the bets thing, I and mean, I'm as a fan, it's fun I, to talk about. I'm telling about. you, if they were never going to do it, they're not trying as hard as you maybe think they are today. I think they're doing a good job of putting the pieces of the puzzle together as best they possibly can, which three weeks ago I doubted in a huge way. Sponsor of the Score North Studios, TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand.
It's Score North Live. But suddenly now, with Maeda coming over and joining this group as well, and Julius Chassin on a minor league deal, it's not high impact necessarily, but there's a lot of depth. And oh yeah, they took the money that they were going to spend on Ryu or Wheeler, and they gave it to Josh Donaldson. Ken Rosenthal on MLB Network. This is Score North Live on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North app. Derek Wetmore joins me, Rami Makloff, in the TCL Broadcast Studios for Hour 2. Declan Goff on the other side of the glass and on the ones and twos. Derek and I, I'm thinking, will probably yell at each other about this Twins trade in just a minute. But first, for some sound and just calm you know, analysis of this trade from the L.A. Times. Joining us is Bill Shaken. Bill, how are you this afternoon, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. you got to be feeling really good there in L.A., or, or at least the people who you cover the Dodgers for are feeling really good about this. Before we get to the twin side of this, obviously your first concern when a story like this breaks is what it means for the L.A. Dodgers. We had heard that Mookie Betts was going to be traded. I still found that kind of hard to believe just because he's that good a baseball player and it's the Boston Red Sox that we're talking about. But the fact, not just the fact he was traded, but what the Dodgers gave up for him seemed like, seemed like a really, really good price. Were you surprised at what they had to give up to get Mookie Betts in a Dodgers uniform? No. Uh, it, it's sort of the perfect trade for Los Angeles because from a fan point of view, Mookie Betts, right? This is great. From a team point of view, it really fits with the way the Dodgers are run under Andrew Friedman. Uh, since he became head of the Dodgers baseball operations department six years ago, they've never spent more than $100 million on a single player. They still haven't. They've got Mookie Betts for one year. Maybe they try to resign him. Maybe they don't. But they didn't give up a lot to get him because they're only taking him for one year. So they traded a surplus outfielder and Alex Verdugo, a young player they won't need with Betts here. And when the Red Sox said, well, we're going to need more from Mookie Betts, we want a prospect, the Dodgers said, all right, we're not giving up our top prospects, but we'll go get a top prospect from the Twins and trade him to you. And there was the deal. So... No Dodger top prospects given up, no huge contracts given up, and they got one of the best players in baseball. Bill, this is Derek Wetmore, and I, I love the trade from the Dodgers' perspective because I think it gives them a shot at this this year. But then I'm also curious what happens beyond this. I know they've built this this young core uh, that teams love financial flexibility and cost control, but the thing about the Dodgers, they're also very good. What do you sense is the uh, likelihood that Mookie is in L.A. for more than one year? Or do you think this is a, hey, let's add one of the best players in baseball and take one run at this thing? Well, I can tell you that a couple of years ago when they went out and traded five players to get Manny Machado in the middle of the season. Corey Seager had gotten hurt. The Dodgers needed a shortstop. And everybody said, oh, it's a rental. What, What is going to happen after the season? And the Dodgers were pretty clear that, well, we hope Manny Machado has a good half a season and gets us to the World Series. And we hope he makes a lot of money in free agency. Um, he did help the Dodgers get to the World Series. He did make a lot of money in free agency. <laughs> and the Dodgers are not tied up with a long-term contract. In the case of Betts, he's only 27. The Dodgers, by trading some of their outfield depth yesterday, not only with Alex Verdugo going to Boston, but Jock Peterson going to the Angels, 
they don't have as much. So I think it's more likely they try to keep bets, but a $400 million contract isn't really something that's part of their business model. It's the reason why they've won the National League West seven years in a row. So I think they'll, you know, he'll get out here. He'll see what he wants to do. They'll see what they want to do. And if they can come to a deal, great. But I don't think the Dodgers have any reason to believe, based on how their performance has been the past seven years, that any one player is critical to their long-term success. What's happened is they've fallen short. And, you know, I know there are 29 other teams in baseball that think, oh, back-to-back World Series, that's a disaster. But the Dodgers lost both of those in 17 and 18. They haven't won the World Series since Kirk Gibson in 1988. And the Dodgers really needed to, to do something, not only to fit their business model, but to say, no, we're trying to win this year. We're not just trying to win the division every year. We're trying to win the World Series. And I think that's what this move does. Yeah, yeah. It's a fascinating go-for-it-now move without also compromising their future. And I'm curious on the side of it that Dodgers fans, and and I, trust me, I got a lot of this on Twitter from Twins fans this year who – at the outset of the offseason when they talked about going to get an impact pitcher, uh, myself and others who cover this team in the media were reminded on a daily basis every day that they did not go get a Garrett Cole in free agency. I, I read your column in the L.A. Times about this move from the Dodgers perspective, and I guess I was really curious about the fans' point of view on this. It it really did seem that on I guess it's not too dissimilar from Minnesota where expectations are so, so, so high that a 101-win season for the Twins last year just didn't fulfill you at all. Is that the way Dodgers fans were feeling about this winter? And I got to imagine that this move changes that perception, doesn't it? It does, and I think there are a couple factors here that complicate it. One is that the Dodgers have plenty of money. Not that every other team in the major leagues does not. The Red Sox certainly do, and they still traded Mookie Betts. But the Dodgers have an $8 billion local television contract. It's $8 billion bucks before they sell a ticket or a hot dog or get national TV money or sell any jerseys. <laughs> That's complicated by the fact that half of L.A. still can't see their local television broadcasts. The ticket prices have gone way up, and I think it's gotten to the point where the fans just say, look, you're There's plenty of money going into the Dodgers. We want to see you spending it. We don't want to see you hiding behind a luxury tax. And we won't know really until not only this full trade plays out and there's many moving parts still, but also the rest of the season because the luxury tax is not assessed on what your payroll is opening day. It's assessed on what it is August 31st. Andrew Friedman may even have gotten the Dodgers under the luxury tax and still get Mookie Betts and David Price on his payroll. That's a pretty nice trick. It should not matter to the fans, and they don't have to worry about it. They just know Mookie Betts is here. But in a lot of markets, unfortunately, you still hear about we can't do things because of a luxury tax, which we need to keep reminding people is not a hard and fast cap. (laughs) Teams just treat it like it is. Talking with Bill Shaken of the LA Times here on Score North Live, 1500 and the Score North app. Bill, what kind of player or what kind of pitcher are the Twins getting in Kenta Maeda? I know he was usually in the four or five slot of that rotation and sometimes even pushed out to the bullpen once the postseason came around, but that's not your typical rotation that the Dodgers sport there in Los Angeles. Where do you think he fits in the average rotation? Um, he certainly will, will do a good job. And as you mentioned, 
you know, it's interesting from a Dodger point of view, because the postseason has been essentially part of their schedule for the past seven years, that they've taken Maeda and made him their eighth inning guy in the postseason. Um, they won't have that option this year. Uh, maybe the Twins will. Uh, maybe they'll use him as a starter. Uh, the Dodgers have not worked him too traditionally hard. Um, they don't like to work really any of their pitchers too hard. They don't worry whether a guy can throw 200 innings. Um, so what he did last year is, is pretty typical for him. He gives you 150 innings. He can start. He can relieve. Um, you know, he's not going to blow anybody away in terms of strikeout numbers, but he'll get out and it'll be, you know, league average or a little better. He's a great guy in the clubhouse, pretty funny. Um, and, you know, the only thing I, I sort of worry about when the Dodgers signed him, um, after the 2015 season, he came over from Japan. He had just won the equivalent of the Cy Young Award there. And everybody thought this is a guy that's going to go sign a $100 million contract in the major leagues. And then his physical turned up some irregularities with his elbow. Um, so the Dodgers were able to get him for $3 million a year for eight years and a lot of incentives to make sure that if he stayed healthy, he'd make a lot of money. Um, so far, everything's been great. And sometimes people just have things wrong with their elbows that never bother them in reality. There's no symptoms. There's no complications. It's just something funny inside your elbow. Um, four years so far, so maybe everything's okay, but, you know, we'll find out, I guess, in the next four years. Yeah, that's a f- I, I had forgotten about the elbow thing, so thank you for uh, for reminding us of us there. And I'm curious about the pitch mix because um, just kind of looking at it, he doesn't overpower you, and having seen, obviously I've seen him, in the postseason quite a bit. Not going to overpower you with the fastball, but he still gets some pretty good strikeout numbers. Um, was, that, was that always the case with the Dodgers? Um, it, it's so hard to say because, like, everybody strikes out a lot of guys these yeah, days, Yeah, that's right? a good, good point. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're not striking out a guy in inning these days, you're, you're not trying. Um, <laughs> he gets out, and really that's, that's what you need. Uh, I think the game has been tilted a little bit too heavily towards strikeouts as opposed to outs. The name of the game is to get outs. Um, and certainly when you've got, you know, guy who can get some ground balls, you've got Josh Donaldson over at third base, that's going to make your pitching look a little bit better. So um, I, I think he'll be fine and he'll be smart and he'll get outs. And the Twins, you know, I noticed they had signed Rich Hill as well. And, the Dodgers traded Kenta Maeda and Rich Hill about the same, and that we're not asking you to make 30 or 35 starts. We're going to try to keep you healthy for as much of the season as we can. We don't expect you to be healthy the full season, but we would love it if you were healthy in October. And I think that would be a, a good scenario for the Twins as well. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Rich Hill. I, I didn't want to throw you a curveball here, but I do want to ask you because you have experience with him, Bill. Um, I've read from you and from others that he has sort of this, uh, I don't, alter ego or like a mound persona. What can you tell Twins fans about what to expect for Rich Hill in the 2020 season? I, well, they know he's coming off the elbow surgery, so he won't pitch the first half of the year. But what do you? what can you tell us about him as a pitcher on the mound? Um, he's a very intense competitor. Um, if you're fortunate enough to get front row seats at Target Field and you have small children, you may want to cover their ears on occasion. <laughs> um, but he's got a great curveball. He's got a great mound presence. Um, he's kind of a late bloomer, so I know he's turning 40, but his arm certainly isn't. And he'll he'll go out there and 
certainly give you everything he's got for as much as he can do that. That's Bill Shaken, L.A. Times, and our guest here for the last few minutes on Score North Live. Bill, really appreciate the time and the insight. Let's talk again soon. All right, take care. Thanks so much. Bill yeah. Shaken joining us Amazing. on Score North Live. And if you haven't read his column, it is posted for free at L.A. Times website. Uh, it's a really good Is look. that free, too? Yeah. That's, really? Well, I, I'm sure they have a paywall situation probably. at some point. It's like five articles, and you probably have to pay after that. Not like, not like the I'm Score North. I about to say, does scorenorth.com have a paywall? No. Is there a flash sale? There is no limit on how many articles you can read for free. There is no flash sale. There is nothing like that. Oh, you just okay. go and listen and read all your favorite Score North personalities. That's cool. That, totally, sounds like a good, totally free. that sounds like a good value. Whenever you feel like it. Yeah. Pretty oh. good bargain. Mm-hmm. Not going to overpay for it, at least. But Bill's piece was on... Starts with the Red Sox side of it, the like, really? <laughs> Just kind of dumping Mookie bets. But he does go in to talk about what a stroke of genius for the Dodgers. If you had, if you asked me to rank this, Rami and Declan, and I know you didn't, but I'm going to give you my opinion anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm right in line with what Bill was saying in his column. Love this trade for the Dodgers. Like it for the Twins because of the implications that surround it. I mean, it's hard to like it for the Red Sox. I'll just leave it at that. I mean, they were probably backed themselves into a corner, right? Painted themselves. They were painting the floor, and they walked Dude, into I the cannot, corner with I no can't, doors. I can't believe that's all they got for Mookie Betts. Even with one year left on the deal and everybody knowing that they're trying to trade him, that seems like they got fleeced. Well, they felt like they were getting an advantage in getting out from price, too. So, I mean, I'm not arguing for them here, but just to counterpoint what you're saying is that they're not just trading Mookie Betts. They're using Mookie Betts as an incentive for somebody else to take money off the books. I don't think you should be doing salary dump moves when you have a chance to win the World Series, but that's what they're doing, and they found a at least a willing participant in the L.A. Dodgers' holy cow World Series favorites. And we could talk a little bit more about the Betts angle of this and what it means for Major League Baseball a little later in the hour, but you're here for Twins Perspective, first and foremost, Eric Wetmore. What were your thoughts on this trade when you first heard the news last night? And since then, as I'm sure you've done, deep dive analysis into Kent Maeda joining the Minnesota Twins. I like it, man. Yeah, I wrote a column for ScoreNorth.com yesterday, Five Thoughts, um, where I uh, you took a page out of your book, Rami. Mm-hmm. I say, usually I just give you my reasoned thoughts in these columns, my measured, sort of calm perspective. Right. This one I went with five hot takes. Okay. All right. See if I can recall him from the top of my memory. Um, Kenta Maeda is a good pitcher. Okay, that's hot take number one. Take. I know. Fire. Handle with caution. Spitting hot fire, ladies and gentlemen. Stay away from those speakers. <laughs> Kenta Maeda is underpaid relative to his ability. That one's fair. That's a that's a fair take. Okay, well, sometimes hot takes are right. That's the bit. <laughs> number three, Brewster Gratterall is a promising pitching prospect. Yes. Fair to, that's also fair to say. Man, you just have a blowtorch out <laughs> Number right Number four, the Twins. This is so unlike you, Derek. Making a go win. go out on these limbs. A win now move uh, involves some risk. There is risk in this that uh, Gratterall turns out to be a stud and they got rid of him. Declan and I have no eyebrows at this point because of all these hot takes. Well, all this don't hot worry. fire that Derek Wetmore is spitting. I can carry it from here. We're good. <laughs> so, number five was uh, I'm fascinated to see, and this is the one that you might actually agree with, Rami, even though I know you didn't love the trade from a Twins perspective. This sets up a fascinating July for me because now I look at this and I think you'd agree. You got a bunch of guys who you're like, yeah, if that's your number three, we're cool. If he's starting game three of the ALDS, we're good here. Give me a long list of names. Now Kenta Maeda, Mm -hmm. Rich Hill, Mm -hmm. if he's healthy, Jose Barrios, Jake Odorizzi, Michael Pineda. Right. 
Squint Homer Bailey. Oh, so you're saying they have a staff full of guys who'd be okay with for number for the third game in a playoff series. Bingo. Problem Where, is who's starting one and two. I just gave you six names of like but the, yeah, wow. Well, you game gave three. me six guys who you feel good about in game three so of the here, playoffs when you're already down oh two. This is why this sets up such a fascinating <laughs> July. In a five game series. Breezing right past that one because I've got a hot take to <laughs> okay. set up. This sets up such a fascinating July run. More hot fire to spit? Let's oh say the twins are in front in the AL Central. That's kind of where I think this is heading. I don't want to fast forward through seasons. I love baseball. My favorite, one of my favorite days of the year on the entire twelve month calendar is Game Two of I the mean, baseball season. Fan graph, fan graph projections have them winning what ninety four games and the division. Is that what I saw? Um, boy, that'd be pretty high for projection. I haven't seen the I updated win I total. Somewhere. Somebody I mean, sent that to they, me the other day. They Maybe are projecting they're okay. going to win the division. Yeah, yeah. They, should, they should win it. Yeah, they are the favorites, not in much, as much as the Dodgers are maybe favorites out West, but in the American League Central, the Twins, I think on paper, demonstrably the best team. So why this sets up a, such a fascinating July, Rami, is because you're going to have two courses of action. Let's say it all goes to plan, which is, again, dangerous, but it's baseball, and this is Sports Talk Radio. We're having fun with it. If everything goes according to plan, the Twins are going to have to choose, do we want to stay the course and take this pitching staff and, you know, Pineda's back from his suspension and Rich Hill is healthy and climbing a big league mound again. And Kenta Maeda is doing his thing, you know, 3.754 ERA, whatever. Do you want to stick with that pitching staff and the bullpen that we like? Or do you want to try to consolidate a number of those pitchers, send another top prospect out, and try to go get that guy that you, Rami Makhlouf, would feel good matching up with Garrett Cole in Game 1 of the ALDS. It's a fascinating decision, and I think that's what we're headed for this July. But that scenario that you just laid out is where I felt like they were yesterday. And I still feel like that's where they're at today, except they have one more third starter in Kenta Maeda. I thought I already thought they were the team that was favored to win this division. This division was theirs to lose, as far as I was concerned, once they went and got Josh Donaldson. We've talked about that extensively on this show, on the Score North Twins show. We did one of those yesterday. It's up at scorenorth.com and the Score North app. I, I thought that with the Josh Donaldson signing, you had bridged the gap between now and July to then, or sometime between now and then, go and get that guy who we both agreed they needed, and that's a guy who you can slot ahead of or right next to Jose Barrios. I already thought they were there. And I wanted them to use the assets, the capital that they had in terms of prospects to go and get that guy. Kenta Maeda is not that guy. And now you just burned one of those assets. You just spent some of your capital that you had to go and get that dude to put at the top of your rotation. And now you have one less bullet in the gun to go and get that dude in July. But two weeks ago, Rami, you didn't think... There was so that bullet was in the chamber, and you didn't think they were capable of firing. And they showed that they're capable and, that's, and that's, willing. That's the part of this deal that I really like is the mentality, the go for it, all in, yeah. win now mentality. That's the part of the deal that I like. You know what they're saying? I don't care if Bruce Dragraderol is great in 2023. We're trying to fly a flag in 2020. How can you not love that? You are Mr. Fly the Flag. Yeah. I am. Okay. This doesn't fly flags. You don't know that. This does not fly flags. Kenta Maeda doesn't win you World Series. Kenta Maeda does not put you over the Yankees in a playoff series. He just doesn't. Look, the Yankees are an awesome team. The Dodgers are an awesome team. The Astros, when they're cheating, are an awesome team. I don't know where the Twins stack up with the Super Teams. I think they're worse than all three of those teams I just mentioned. Well, we don't know about the Astros. We don't That's know how good saying. they are 
when A, you're dealing with the turmoil that they're dealing with right yeah. now, and B, they don't know what pitches are coming. Yeah. Like the Yankees, the Yankees are the team to beat in the American League right now. So yes. any move that the Twins make, I measure against that. I measure against can you win a playoff series, five or seven games against the Yankees. Here's what here's what bothers me about and this we can, whole thing. And we, can, and we can inch closer to that finish line. I'm fine with that. Yes. I just think that like I said, you already had built the bridge between now and July, and you were stocked in terms of resources and capital and and prospects yeah. to go and get that dude. I put that in quotations. That dude who you can put <laughs> yeah, at the top of your at the top of your rotation. You didn't get that dude, and now you're one less asset closer or one less asset richer to go and get that guy to go and spend okay. on that guy when they've already proven reluctant to 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 deal prospects. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. This is the first one. 14 hours after they traded their top the, pitching this, prospect, this you're going to call the first a prospect one, and Everybody's telling me the only reason they did it is because they know Bruce Star Gratterall's arm is going to fall off soon. And by the way, I didn't even know that Kenta Maeda stuff until we got Bill Shaken. So thanks again to, to Declan for, for that booking. That's why he's making uh, $3 bucks a year. Great job on the show today. But that... if. If you were, I don't know if that was condescending, no. but that was a good get. I'm hangry, dude. I'm, oh. inter- I'm intermittently oh, fasting right now. About. I'm hangry, so some <laughs> things are coming up. Seriously, I've told him that six times in email form and face-to-face. Uh-huh. Really good job on the show today. And Bill Shaken, with that little tidbit, made me feel even less good about this deal. Because I mean, they're trading Gratterall because they're afraid his arm is going to fall off. And you just got a guy who, by the sounds of what Bill Shaken told us, his arm is a ticking time bomb. <laughs> yeah. Like when, when he said... I don't think he called it that. No, but when he said three years removed and everything's good so far, like he said it like it was a good thing to me. That just means we're that much closer to that thing falling off. Ah, this is this is the risk that you take when you employ major league pitchers who throw baseballs. But for that a was my point with Gratterall. Everybody's arm Dude. falls off. They're doing things that the human body isn't meant to do. You don't trade guys on the notion that you think they're going to get injured. Let me summarize what you're saying. I will. I'm going to do some uh, martial arts here. I'm going to use your momentum against you. Are you ready for this? Yes. Hangry Rami. Mm-hmm. I really feel like my hangriness the last two days since yeah, I started so intermittent fasting. I don't like I it. Love it's it. bringing a real we edge to the show. We need a pre-show meeting no, before this. I Hot love takes. it. Pre-snack meeting. You know what? <laughs> we, we need a pre-snack meeting. You know, though, like, you are a good person, Rami. Like, at your center, you sure. are a good person. I try so to be. You can't stray too far from it, even if you're sort of, like, uncomfortable. Okay. So I appreciate that. If you're mad at me, by the way, bite my head off. We're good. <laughs> I'll shake your hand after. I'll say, good show. Let's do it again tomorrow. These are all just stupid sports debates. They don't really mean anything. Let's be real. Bread and circus. Bread and circus. But let me use your momentum against you okay. here, Rami. You're saying that you're cool with win-now trades. You you like trading prospects on teams that have a chance to win the World Series. You don't trade win-now players, but you trade four win-now players. You appreciate and enjoy and and like in some corner of your heart the effort that the twins are making here which is trading a prospect for a guy who is more likely to help you win the 2020 world series i like the deal from the standpoint of it shows the mentality yes is win now yes go all go in for the throat go for it and you're better today than you were yesterday go for the throat that's that's you're cool with that yeah. mentality yeah however the part where you start to deviate from what Thad Levine and Derek Falvey must be thinking today as they uh as they uh work on the design of the banner that's going to hang for the AL Central Championship in 2020 at Target Field they're probably thinking okay 
we know that there is risk in this, but we could get this done today as part of this other blockbuster package and improve our chance to win the 2020 World Series. What you're saying where you fall off from their logic is, I don't like this move. I don't like this move for this pitcher. If you're going to trade Gratterall, you should have added to it and tried to get something more. Try to go get your Max Scherzer, like Steven Strasburg, I feel like Garrett Cole. You overpaid. You finally went into the prospect pool and overpaid. You trade. You traded your top pitching prospect, number three overall prospect, and a guy who is good enough to be half the package to get Mookie Betts for an above average pitcher. That's not how this works. But I what, let me. Stop what did there. I say? What did that, I say? That was false in that statement. Half the package. It was half the package for there Mookie were, Betts. There were two players. It was Gratterall and an outfield prospect for Mookie Betts and David Price. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Half. Half the package, dude. That's like you and me are half the show. You're doing 90% of the work. Thank I you. I just came in with a coffee and True. made jokes about you being hangry. But at the same time, there are two it's people not here. Half and half. There are two people here. You're one of them. Stop. <laughs> that's, that's half. Okay, hold on. Okay. Let me back up to where you said they overpaid. Because that's the part that I think you're representing a wide swath of people who I was talking with last night. I'm not on, against trading prospects. I just Twitter, have to be worth it. On my Facebook page, shouts Derek Wetmore MLB, mm-hmm. and on my newsletter that I sent out for free overnight last night that you got the full breakdown of the five thoughts mm-hmm. trade, Kenta Maeda, Brewster, Gretel. Totally free. Sign up for that on the Score North app. Promotions out of the way. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can sign up for that on the app. Oh, I just assumed. I'm sorry. It's all good. Every one of my five thoughts columns has the link. You can put your email in there and get that every single time oh, nice. I send it good. out. So that's super how you get cool. it. Right. Promotions out of the way, where you said they've now overpaid in a prospect for a win-now pitcher. I just, I, I, that part of it doesn't make any sense to me. And you're a very smart guy, very logical. You think through these things and you come to your own conclusions. It doesn't make sense to me that you would say, I want them to give up prospects, but not that prospect for that pitcher. Show me another pitcher trade that went down this winter that you wanted the Twins to be a part of for Bruiser Gratterall. I'd rather either. This is the market rate is what I'm saying. I'd rather either. And we're going to get to your calls in a second, 651-646-8255, or tweet us at SKOR North. Either be the team that gets Mookie Betts, or Francisco Lindor, or Nolan Arenado, or Chris Bryant. You have a bevy of superstar players, like top five, top ten players on the trade market this year. I'd rather Gratterall be part of a package to get one of those guys, like the Dodgers just did, or he be part of a package to go and get a Noah Syndergaard or whoever the best pitcher is that's on the trade block between now and July 31st, rather than using it to get a guy who, let's be real, is a three or four starter on a World Series winning team. That's what you just did. Yep. That's what you just did. 651-646-8255. Ted in Andover, you're on Score North Live. What's up, Ted? How's it going, guys? Doing well. So I guess my thought in how you're evaluating Bruce Starr and what you see as overpayment really comes from what you believe him to be or what you've been told he is. Clearly the Twins don't think he's their top pitching prospect. They believe that both Jordan Blazovich and Juan Duran are better starting pitching prospects than Gratterall is. This trade isn't about his arm. It's about him ending up in the bullpen. And on top of that, Maeda has almost identical numbers. Obviously, he's three or four or five years older than Jose Barrios. So if they're going to trade Bruce Argraterol now to get a guy that slots in in their top three, they still have whichever one of Alex Kirloff or Trevor Larnack or Brent Rooker they determine as expendable from now until July. Noah Syndergaard isn't moving now. 
they have no reason to go get a Mookie Betts or a Chris Bryant. They just did that in Josh Donaldson, and the response was, well, can he pitch? So they went and fixed their rotation now, and they still have ammunition to go fix it before July. Appreciate the call. And I, I agree. I mean, but like I said, that's where I thought they were yesterday. I thought this was the team to beat in the AL Central yesterday. Adding another good pitcher, you 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 improved your chances of getting to the playoffs. We're not talking about Devin Smeltzer today, right? No, we were talking about him yesterday. You improved your chances of getting to the playoffs. I would rather have seen Gradrall traded in a package that improves your chances to get to the playoffs and gives you a real shot or improves your shot of beating the Yankees in a playoff series. I know it's not your job to go find those pitchers. It's the Twins' job to go find those pitchers. But show me a guy who moved teams this winter for a prospect like Brewster Gratterall. Or just, I mean, get Dallas Keuchel. He's Kenta Maeda. Yeah. So sign him and keep Brewster Gratterall for a better bullpen or to use him later Hold to, on. Get, to get a top-line pitcher. Hold on, this or is perfect. Or use Brewster Gratterall to get Mookie freaking Betts this like the perfect. Dodgers did. This is perfect because hey, I Bray, wanted sorry. Mookie Betts at the start of the offseason. Yeah. I told you that. Yes. So what Wasn't are in the cards. About? Wasn't in the cards. They apparently wanted Alex Verdugo, okay? And salary relief for David Price's contract. All right. Well, the Twins had the choice in your world here of signing Dallas Keuchel and keeping Brewster Gratterall or signing Josh Donaldson and trading Gratterall for Maeda. They chose the second route, and I think it's the right path. I don't. I I disagree. I think that this team is better today, Rami, than if we rewind this thing two months, sign Dallas Keuchel, and Sano's your third baseman. I'm saying get Keuchel and Donaldson. I don't oh. think they would have been able to do both. I think they would have. I don't think they would I think they're fully able to do that. Uh-huh. Dallas Keuchel didn't get a fortune. He got $12 million a year. And no, I, I do think Maeda's got better stuff. Than no, I'm sorry. Dallas he got Keuchel. $55 million for three years. Yeah. So, so we're splitting hairs. I mean, that's not, that's not crazy money. They got to choose between Dallas Keuchel and Jake Odorizzi, and they made the right choice. I they agree. got to choose between Josh Donaldson and Kenta Maeda. Are we trying to win World Series? Dallas Keuchel. Are we trying to win World Series? We're trying to get there. And you can still and you can still get there. Or are we trying to win the regular season? You don't think that this, this is a team... regular season move. Here, this is perfect. I, and I know we're overdue for break, so I'll just put this to you. You can give me your hangry emotional you know, mood swing response if you want to and then consider it over the commercial break and we can fight about it more. This Rotation is better now than it was two months ago. But, Rami, what is the percentage chance that this pitching staff is good enough to win the World Series? Right now? Yes. Like 3%. 3%. That's where I have, that's where I have their chances to win a World Series. And that, that might be generous. Wow. Okay. I mean, when you look at real odds to win a World Series, like if you were to go to Vegas, like the best team in the league usually has a 12 to 15% chance. Yeah, to win the World Series, the best team the on paper might be like twenty now. Yeah, 25. the Dodgers probably just up that a little bit <laughs> right now. It's like four to one. Jeez, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, twenty percent. Um, look, I think the Twins are like a ten to twelve percent chance to win the World Series, and I think it's stronger today than it was yesterday. A ten to twelve percent chance to win a World Series. I need a break. Six five one six four six eight two five five or tweet us at S K O R North Score North Live on fifteen hundred scorenorth dot com the Score North app. I'm going to try and process what Derek. I just, just said stared him down. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. 
And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know eight out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.